change the pace up folks we're gonna have kind of a more of a fun um more of a fun show you know because you know talking about all this negative stuff about the the um, the virus and whatnot and so today we have my course our, our co-host mr jesus or jesus bautista how you doing mr bautista good morning and georgia and good morning listeners um thanks for being here and welcome to the show and today we're going to be talking to Mr. Jerry Carr. He's going to be coming into the show a little bit later. And we're going to be talking about, you know, his uh, uh, com- comedic, I want to say, is that the way to say Mr. Bautista? Comedic adventures? Uh, yeah, he was a, he, well, comedy, he's a comedian, so he's comedian type of style. Yeah, and what it, you know, what it really means to, you know, to be a comedian in, in these times, because, you know, it's different, folks. You can't have crowds no more. You can't have, you know these kind of um, you know, surroundings. So we were talking about that. And, and also his, um, recently he was in Hollywood casting some, or uh, um, what's that word? I'm looking, filming some comedy special. So we're going to talk to him about that too. So anyway, Mr. Bautista, how was your week today or this week, sir? It was great. And uh, by the way, uh, just uh, as a note of interest to me, uh, today is my wife's and I fiftieth anniversary. Of course, we can't go anywhere, so uh, we're, we're you know we're celebrating here at home and you know staying away from the from the virus and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, we're real happy to be alive <laughs> and be able to say we made it to the our fiftieth anniversary. Oh, that congratulations, Mr. Bautista! That is awesome. Fifty years. Fifty years. That's how long she's tolerated me. Wow, fifty years. That's I just just to let you know that that's longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, let's just, come on, let's not get smart. <laughs> and by the way, before we you know continue, George, I'd like to take a moment. I think that, that we need to to take a moment and and uh, just say something about uh, John Lewis. You know, our congressman who who yes. just passed away yesterday, and uh, another gentleman by the name of C.T. Vivian, uh, another uh, uh, person who was a, a standout for the for the voting rights of of you know um, people, and uh, I just think you know it, it'd be appropriate to just say a few words of, about him. You know, of course, go ahead, Mister. Absolutely, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I just you know it, we were listening to the to the news this, this morning and. And uh, there's a lot of accolades going on, and and they're talking. You know, what what bothers me a lot, and and, and uh, seems to bother uh, Joy Reid a lot too, is the fact that you know now the Republicans like uh, McConnell are are saying, trying to say nice things about him, but they ragged on him all the time. They 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 were you know they were very vicious, uh, uh, you know, when they when he was trying to get, get them to to allow you know the voting rights and all that and they will continue the republicans continue to to uh, deny the voting rights of of blacks in you know especially in the south and and the reason that i bring it out too is because i think it's it's important that we here in, in el paso who don't have that problem we can go and vote within 15 minutes we're out in and out and over there you know they people have 
to wait as much as six hours to vote, which is unconscionable and it's very un, un, you know unfair and and it's it's all a Republican thing. They don't want people to vote, and and you know they're denying blacks the right to vote. And of course, if we had a Republican situation here, we would probably be in the same boat. And we we, we just need to vote. Yep. You know, we need to vote. You know, Mr. Bossy says you know people don't realize that people in in other countries, Mr. Bossy, Afghanistan, uh, they actually die because people are standing in line and get bombed. From the, you know, yes. from the Taliban, so we don't realize that you know we just sit on our butt and not vote. But people in other countries literally risk their life. And now you have uh, the the president of the United States, you know, uh, attacking uh, people from Oregon. You know, the state of Oregon, the demonstrators. Now they're actually they actually have uh, uh, military or not military guys, but policemen. Uh, out of uniform and not, not, they don't show their badge. They just come in and they're, you know, they're sequestrating or, you know, uh, take, you know, booking people just for nothing. And, and that's illegal. Yep. You know, they don't, it's, it's, it's like going back to, to a country that, that um, they don't like what they hear. And so they're going to arrest you and, and, and intimidate you and, and punish you, you know, well, and that's happening in our country. Yep. And that's the thing that we, you know, and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, folks, we you know, you know, Mr. Bautista, you know, get, go back even to the beginning of the 1900s where women were not allowed to vote until, I think, yeah. 1913, 1916, because we didn't value people to vote. Now we have actual freedom to vote and we should go out there and vote, you know, where we go out there and actually make that vote to make our voice be heard. And uh, by the way, folks, you're listening to No Vision Internet Radio. You want to call in? Right now, or during the show, is 915-308-1900. Just call in. Please leave a comment or question. And go ahead uh, and uh, we'll let the guests answer the question or, or comment. So right now, Mr. Bautista, um, so what, what's your uh, status regarding um, the, the – the, you voted this past week, right? Or the early voting? Sure, I did. I did. Well, I, I did it. Uh, I did my voting uh, uh, via the, in the email. And – and, and that's another thing too. See, with with the virus, people don't want to go out and vote, and that's scary too because that might keep a lot of, the, especially the elderly, from voting. You know, they're not going to want to go out and vote because they don't want to catch the virus and then die. Um, but they're, they're, if you're 60 and, and above, you can vote uh, via the email, or I mean, excuse me, via the mail. But the problem is, why should it just be 60 and up? Why can't it be just, you know, a regular voting age and, uh, you know, because of the virus and not only just because of the virus, it's it's easier, it's faster. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, of course, the president claims that there's going to be a lot of uh, cheating and, and, you know, but that's him. That's why he says it, because he does what he says he, that people will do. That's exactly what he does. Now, he voted. OK, he voted. Um by by mail, all of his cabinet and you know the vice president, they, they all voted by mail. We, and now they're saying, they're saying that okay, we don't we don't want anybody else to vote by mail because they're crooks. They're going to you know they're going to vote ten times, a hundred times, or whatever you know. I, I you know then, you know eventually, Mr. Bautista, you know, with technology, I think you're going to get to the point where we can vote back like, to an app or you know find some other way to to vote because you're right. I mean, if you make it more convenient. I honestly think more people will vote if you make it convenient. You know, yes. from, let's say from your couch 
or from your sofa or or from home because people sometimes don't want to. Okay, let me let me put this in perspective. Okay, people will stand in line for a movie or an iPhone overnight to buy the iPhone or a movie, but they won't do that to vote. And and that's us, George. That's us, our our people. Uh, you know, I, regretfully, I, I hate to say that, but that's us. You know, our voting record is so poor. It's 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 a shameful Able. thing. Because, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. Abel. <clears throat> Abel's trying to join us here. Join the meeting. Oh, Abel. Hi, Mr. Abel. Hello. Mr. Abel Rodriguez. Good morning, Abel. How hey. are you? How are you doing, Mr. Bautista? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's an honor to have Abel Rodriguez. How are you doing, sir? How are you? Mr. Rodriguez, just so listeners know that Mr. Rodriguez is the inspiration for, for me doing this, or for me and Mr. Bautista doing this. He owns uh, DialogueEP.com. And he's uh, our political contributor, and this is a, this is a very um, knowledgeable person because he's been in the media for you know past eighty years. He started, I mean, eighty years, sorry, <laughs> thirty years. He started with KVIA, and then now he's you know has his own independent uh, independent radio station. And uh, I think somebody, joined the meeting. Somebody else joined. Who's in? Joining. <laughs> so I, think I don't know. I, so I guess someone else jumped in. Anyway, I just wanted to say, George, that uh, you guys were talking about the election, and uh, uh, it was really good to see that uh, some unbeatables uh, are beatable. You know, mm-hmm. I uh, I thought that Ileana Hogan was going to fall short. Somebody's online. Hang on, Zulema. Let's let's uh, have uh, Abel finish his his comment, please. Go ahead, Abel. Yeah, no, the you know that, and of course, uh, the victory by uh, by uh, for district attorney Rosales, Ivan Rosales. Yes. Uh, yes. That 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 was a that was a, an indicator to me that uh, November is going to be another election of change. Um, I you know I was uh, the 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 judgeship with Strahan and uh, Gonzalez, you know. Uh, Probably one of the dirtiest judge uh, judge uh, me uh, uh, elections I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, with hired guns, political hired guns from from El Paso. You know, just shooting at each other and the stuff mm-hmm. that was in the internet. And then, of course, her uh, you know videotape being videotape picking up a campaign campaign song. But Gonzalez is not free of sin either. Uh, you know, she's you know all the people that I know uh, say that she's. Uh, how she does, but at least, uh, you know, they were able to get Strahan now. A lot of issues with uh, people that we know and that court, uh, family court, and, and some of the laws and the way they were being applied. So, you know, uh, change uh, has finally come. Uh, hashtag voter revolution Amen. 2020 is, is finally coming to the pass. It was the hashtag I started like a year and a half ago and, uh, you know, kept applying it to stuff. And now we got, you know, we are in a voter's revolution. This is where the change can happen without the guns. You know, but, so we need to push for it and forward. Yeah. Uh, Abel. We we need to be instrumental and not not stop just because we see the changes coming. You know, and Mr. Bus- Mr. Abel, and I was saying before you came online is that people are waiting in line to buy a movie or buy an iPhone, but they won't go to vote, and that's kind of sad because we have over, what four hundred over four hundred thousand people voted. I mean, registered voters, but they don't go out and vote. We have like five percent, six percent that go out and vote. And oh, by the way, just to, for those listeners, next Saturday we have a, the pleasure of having Miss Yvonne Rosales here, the new uh, uh, district attorney elect 
she will be on the show this coming next Saturday. And for this uh, Wednesday, coming Wednesday, July the 22nd, we're going to have two SISD trustees to talk about the new plan or the plan going forward for the Socorro School District. It would be uh, Paul Garcia and Mr. Eddie Mena. They're going to be here. We're going to have that show at 6 p.m. Of course, you can always call in at 915-308-1900. We do ask that when you do call in to leave a comment or, or question and go ahead and uh, get off so we have that more um, less traffic on the, on the phone line. Yeah. yeah. So, Mr. Abel, um, let me ask you this question. When it comes to voting, do you, do you see, I mean, going forward in November, you know, with the virus, do you think people nationally or in El Paso are going to actually go on a vote or are you going to think they're going to do ballot voting or what? Or million ballot? Well, I thought I thought because of the coronavirus that it was going to be a smaller turnout that it was. It ended up being the type of turnout we get for a runoff election, a little higher, but you know, thank God. But yeah. the, the thing is that uh, the 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 November election is going to be big. It's going to be a big number, and it's going to be you know uh, you know we're voting for mayor and for other other things, and uh, you know it's it's time to. Uh, uh, you know, to really pay attention to what's going on from here to November, especially with the city hall, with the city the way it is because of COVID-19 and the budgets and all the money that's, you know, been, you know, not come in and all the the layoffs and the furloughs and all that stuff is going to come to roost when it comes to doing the budget. And if they even think of raising taxes, you know, they yeah. might, if they could justify it, but they even, if they even think they can raise taxes right now, to try to cover some holes. Uh, I don't know about you, Mr. Bautista, but uh, I got holes in my pockets right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. And just uh, listeners, also, just uh, um, I'm joining some information here. August the 8th, we're actually going to have Carlos Garinan. He also is running for mayor, and we're going to have him on. Last week, we had uh, Veronica Carajan. We had reached out to Oscar Leeser to see uh, what his, uh, if he uh, wants to come on. And uh, of course, uh, Mayor Leeser, or um, Mayor Margo. But uh, Mr. Uh, Abel, let me ask you this question. Do you, I mean, next year we're going to have a budget for a shortfall here in El Paso. I mean, I'm scared that we might go into what's called bankruptcy, for those who don't know. Uh, do you honestly think that, or think that we can go into bankruptcy here in El Paso or not? Well, I think, uh, I don't know if Mr. Bautista agrees, but uh, if you're in any situation, forget even if it's a government, if you're in over your head, and uh, there's no way out, you know, the only way out is to, you know, try to try to deal with everybody under the guise of, of a bankruptcy. True. Yes. You know, and, and, and there's you, you're going to have cuts. We know that. But I, I want to see the. Cuts. Oh, yeah. If, if we're going to have cuts, I want to see the cuts made in in uh, departments and uh, such as the police department, not cutting in completely. But, you know, uh uh, curtail their their budget uh, and 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 ag- you know agencies that we that uh, we you spend a lot of money in uh, as well as with the the uh, city I mean we got people how much does the the manager make over or two, over two hundred fifty thousand dollars no three hundred fifty oh, way past that closer to oh. half a mil I'm way push. behind in time then yeah let's see what you know we need to cut his salary I mean that's a lot of money that we, the the taxpayers are paying for what. He's not worth. He did. He did. He he did give up some already. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did give. I think it was like twenty, like twenty percent of his budget of his uh, pay. Okay, I didn't know that. Of his thing, 
Yeah, and you know, but but see, that's 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 nothing. Twenty yeah. percent of what he's making. I mean, he can afford that. But you know, it's it's just it's one of those things you talked about the police. I think some people fainted when you say cut their budget. But I, I will tell you that they are the biggest piece of pie on the table when it comes to budgets. So, you know, they're going to have to hanker. They're going to have to hunker down because uh, as property owners, we have we have basically already done over and above wow. what yeah, we yeah. can with, with our property taxes. Yep. And uh, I. I uh, you know, uh, there's this thing with Amazon. George, you know about Amazon, right? Yeah, on the east side. I heard about that. Yeah, that, uh, they're, already, they're, already, they're already working the land, okay? So how come this isn't front-page news? I know, that's, why, that's kind of what weird. What is going on? You know, yeah. because the first thing that a reporter would ask was, could you tell us about the deal? Did they get tax cuts? Did they get rebates? Did they, the, you know, what was the, you know, here's the thing. You would think that someone like Margot, who is, you know, here in the last year and a half since the August 3rd of last year, has, you know, has done the best he could for who he is. I'll give him that, you know. And, and here he has uh, Amazon coming in, and no one has said nothing about anything. Well, 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 let me ask you that, Mr. Abel. That's a very good question to ask because, you know, Amazon coming to El Paso that would be a huge economic uh, boost to El Paso because that they pay well, they pay very well, and but yet I'm just when I, I saw him. Like, um, Ms. Amarin, join the meeting. I guess she has a question, Ms. Amarin. Good morning, ma'am. Do you have a question or comment? George, hi. This is Ulema Lazarin. Um, I just came on because I was having trouble with my headphones so I switched and now I'm just using my phone. Okay. Do you, do you, have you sound a... fine. Do, okay, do you have good. a, com a comment or, or a, a question for us? No, I, I, I don't. I mean, I've had a few as you guys were talking, but uh, not right now. No, we were talking about the manager and the cut in his uh, salary. And uh, when he reduced it to 20%, was he asked to reduce it, or did he just do it on his own? No, that was an agreement that that came through the city for all top managers to give up a certain percentage. But for what he makes and the percentage, uh, pretty much a, a token gesture. Yes. Okay. Now, right now it's 11.19. In a few more minutes, we're going to have Mr. Jerry Carnes come on board. He is an El Paso comedian. Okay. I have actually uh, heard him. George, I just, I'm going to cut out, okay, George? I just wanted to talk about the election and let everybody know that uh, at, the, at the best right now, I'm going to be able to start doing some uh, Facebook Live on video on the way I'm setting things up for, for the other platform, and I'll be announcing that, and maybe you can help me spread the word, all right? Okay, so when are you going to start? Thank you, Abel. Abel, when are you going to start that? Thank you. Care, guys, have a good Saturday. Okay, bye. Bye, Abel. Bye. Abel. Right. bye. Uh, George? Yes, ma'am. Regarding... George, regarding yes. the election, um, this it was a very interesting race. I know there were we probably could have had even more voters. There were some that I don't think came out because of COVID, but Abel was right. We did have a higher percentage than we normally do. And for example, at my precinct on the regular uh, race, there's a, there's maybe 35 people that come in the whole day. And when I checked around, I didn't work at this, this, uh, I didn't work this race. Mike Palomar. 
join the meeting. Okay, we have uh, Mike Palomares joining. Um, yes, so I didn't work. I didn't work elections this time, um, but um, when I went in to vote at about uh, three o'clock, there I they, at that time seventy four people had voted at my precinct, so Abel was right. We had a little bit more than usual. Um, I kind of thought that Indiana was going to win. I mean, she she seems to be. Uh, the Democratic Party's sweetheart right now. You know, she was running as a chair, and um, and anybody that can that can can you know tolerate her husband can is is um you know has my vote. Um, I'm kidding there, but anyways, um, and I, I knew with uh, Ivan Rosales, I I kind of sensed that she was going to win. She had a lot of TV coverage. I mean, just constantly. So if you didn't know anything about either, either of the the uh, the two that were running, I mean, Ileana came out so much. Not Ileana. Um, Ivan Rosales came out so much that I kind of sensed that she was going to win also uh, because of that. As a matter of fact, uh, so, just so you, um, so you can know, Miss, uh, uh, for the listeners, uh, Miss Ivan Rosales will be on our show next Saturday. Regarding Ivan Rosales. Um, she ran for against uh, against the district attorney in 2016, correct? Yes. And um, and she and she lost to him, but but I, I got to hand it to her. That's what it takes to get um, you know this to be able to get elected. You you may fail the first time, but you have to keep trying. And I think that race with the district attorney in 2016. So it actually gave her more name recognition and helped her get in this time. I think, um, you know I mean? like Sam Morgan, persistence, yeah, persistence. Like Sam Morgan, I think it was Sam Morgan, um, Carl Robinson. They, I think Sam ran twice. It's sort of uh, Carl Robinson that ran twice in Northeast and they won. So Carl Robinson ran four times before he got in the four times as city representative. Four times. Oh wow! And yeah. what he said he did. He said he didn't take any money from anybody, any big groups or anything. He said that he 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 stood at very busy intersections with his sign. He walked and walked and walked the neighborhoods, and he kept. I mean, he he kept losing. He kept losing. Then the fourth time was the winner. So not only did he make it in as city representative, but he won every term when he ran again for another term. And then now he's county commissioner. So I got to hand it to him. He's a very good example of somebody that failed at first, but did not give up and kept running. And look at him. He's still there. He's still in there. Yeah, that's true. Just so that people know that me and Mr. Bautista are visually impaired, so we can't see who's joining the meeting. So if you can announce yourself when you do come in, it would really appreciate it. I think they left the, the meeting, the, the Zoom. So folks, uh, what we're trying to do here is um, bring different context or, or content to the show so people can come in and enjoy this. So when you do call in, if you could just announce yourself, because sometimes it didn't catch that, me and Mr. Bautista, we can't see. Um, we could use the app, but it's going to uh, interrupt the show by because we use a software which is called Jaws that talks to us. So this way, if you introduce yourself, we know who we're talking to, and we're going to move along with the show. But we're doing good. We're doing good. I think I don't know if Ms. Zulima is still on or not. But, Mr. Bautista, let me ask you this question. When it comes to your taxes, I mean, I know you're – how much – I mean, you're paying, what, over 3000 a, a year? 
on your taxes? Uh, at least over two thousand. Uh, uh, you know, about twenty, about twenty six hundred, I think. Well, uh, yeah, we're paying. We're paying close to last year or this year. We paid twenty five, twenty six hundred. And that's with the exemption, okay? We, we because we're over sixty, and and I have a disability, so that's that's and that's still high. Yeah. Imagine if it was if it was uh, without the exemptions. Somebody's but, trying to get in, George, and uh, meanwhile, I, I, I just got in again. Oh, okay. there she is. This is Dilemma La Serena. I just got in. I don't know if that helped. I, I got I got off, got back in, and I'm not on speakerphone this time. I don't know if that's going to help. Okay. So when, when Jerry Carnes comes on board, just, can you put yourself on mute, Ms. Lima, just so we won't have that background? Because yes. I, I just want to have that. Okay. Are you still in the background, though? Because yeah, I, uh, I got off of everything that could pause it. Okay. No, did you? Um, do, do you have your volume on high? No, I don't. Uh, I just have my phone. No, you're good. It's, it's, loud. it's loud, but I mean, you know, you're loud, but I'm just saying I'm because uh, George was low and you're loud, and I don't know if I'm loud. No, you're good. Everybody's good. We're, we're yeah. good, folks. I, I'm monitoring okay. that. If the people are good, right. like I said, we're just waiting for Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jerry. Mr. Jerry, and um, this gentleman is—he's very unique. This man, this man, he's um, he, his comedic approach is, is very um. Uh, it's, I guess you want to call it blue comedy. I don't know if people know what that means, but blue comedy is when you um, are not uh, kid-friendly or it's not PG. It's kind of rated R, but he puts it into good context. He's been, he's been successful. He's been doing this for over 16 years, and he's actually going to be in Dallas, I think, next month. I don't know how that's going to work. That's when we want to talk to him, see, yeah. <clears throat> with the current environment, you know, how, do, how do people that actually have to go out and be in front of people like a comedian – how do they make money right now? Because you can't do that, you know? Well, they're doing it over the internet, just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you listen to Bill Maher, but Bill Maher has his his uh, show on Fridays, and uh, no audience, he's got three dogs, I think, <laughs> there that are listening to him. And all that. But uh, we're just going to have to change with the times, George. Uh, I don't think this virus is going to subside to the point where we can say, okay, um, you know, now we're going back to normal. Normality will be different. And, and, and not only that, but technology has come so far that I think a lot of, uh, you're going to find a lot of comedians, well, musicians are now recording um, their own music uh, in their own studios at home. Yep. And it's uh, on YouTube. The technology is yep. so simple, you know. And the, and the thing is, with, with, uh, with Mr. Carnes, <clears throat> he tried doing a Facebook Live um Sessions, you know, you know, comedy sessions on on Facebook, and he got a lot of kickback, a lot of feedback, negative. And I'm like, really? why? Yeah, I was, I was like, why, why is he, you know? Why was it negative? I don't know. That's the thing. People were saying that, you know, she she's being it wasn't the same because there's no audience. But I'm like, I don't see why. And hopefully, he can address that. Why? Yeah. You know. Well, it's George. It's it's similar to what's going to happen with the athletics. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, it'll be good to see them on TV. But even though we won't be able to participate as an audience, the, the, the problem will be not for the audience, but the problem will be for the athletes because they're used to an audience. They're used to the screaming, the yelling and, and you know, and the, the hiking them up, you know, and, and all that. And that's not going to be there. But, you and, know, and so there is a there, there is a be, Mr. Bautista, you, we talked about this last time. You mentioned it about um the wrestling, you know, if you listen yeah. to wrestling, or I, I, mean, I listen to it, but it's, it's weird without having an audience, you know? 
just you know yeah. but the thing is with comedians I think it would be harder because they have to get that feedback you know when someone laughs they're like okay the, 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 the joke is good or you know if yeah. it bombed but without having people there I don't know I don't know how they could do it you can get that feedback, you know, from the audience, and and so it's 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 gonna be uh, crazy. I'm interested in knowing how he grew up here in the city of El Paso, and you know where he went to school, and yep. and whether he was funny then, or the kids made fun of him, or you know the kind of things that that uh, we all went through, you know, when we were kids, and, and I'm just interested in you know finding out exactly I, I, what. I, uh, I want to know how long he he did this before he actually became confident enough to just get in front of an audience to do this. I have a son that's, that's, um, uh, he's, he's also, you know, trying to learn how to be a comedian in Los Angeles. And, you know, he, they, they have, you, they have you learn all kinds of things. They, uh, how to, how to do this impromptu and, and how to write scripts and, and all, and how to work with other, with groups you know, that where there's three or four of you also working together on stage. And so I'm interested, too, to see what he did to to get where he's at, because I'd like to share that with my son, who's still in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. And well, a comedian, you know, the, Mr. Hopefully he'll call in pretty soon. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, I hope he's not having issues logging on, but, you know, comedians, it's not like a simple just get in front of people and talk because they have to learn. It's an actual skill. You have to know when... Well, to... comedians are like politicians. They got to lie and they got <laughs> to make up their own stories <laughs> and stuff, you know. <laughs> That's true. They yeah, got to put I, on a face that they're not yeah. they're not used to just for yeah. the audience's sake. Yeah, that's why I say it's, they're like politicians, you know, they... Uh, they're in their own little bubble, you know. So right now it's eleven thirty-three. Uh, hopefully you come on pretty shortly, but not that. We'll, we'll continue Wait, the while you're while you're waiting, George, you were asking about the the uh, house, the you know the taxes on on our property taxes, and you know, uh, I I know because I go to the the senior center, senior center. I haven't because of the the virus. They closed down the centers, but I've been going to the senior center here on on Fierro Street. And a lot of those poor people, uh, and, and I say poor people because I'm, I'm one of them, uh, but you know, we're on, uh, we're all on social security or on the retirement. And a retirement doesn't go up enough so that you can keep up with the, the, you know, the, the steady rise of the, of the lifestyle, lifestyle, you know, the taxes go up. And I mean, some of those people, I remember this one lady was telling me she was in tears. She said, I would have to sell my house. Yeah. I can't pay the taxes. And, you know, I, I, I knew someone, Mr. Bautista, one time they were calling me. This is like, what, a year ago, two years ago? And they were like, George, do I buy my capitors or do I pay my taxes? Do I buy my medicine for my diabetes or do I pay my taxes? I'm like, I mean, I, don't, that, I, I hope never to have that question asked or be in that situation. That, George, when I, when I worked at Volar Center for Independent Living, there were a few years where we had grants. And with these grants, we were able to um, uh, distribute $200 per person to people that were ne- that needed help for something, you know, medicine, pay rent, or whatever. And the 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 main main thing that I'll never forget, and I actually took this before the county commissioners, is I had so many that would say, "I have to juggle. 
one one month I buy my medication, and I always ask if I can get at least three months worth. The next month I'll pay my rent, and the next month I'll get enough food because I can't I can't buy all all of them at the same time. I always have to let one of them go, and one of them gets behind. You know, then he gets behind the person who would get behind one or two months in rent or whatever. But they were always juggling. But when it came to medication, food, rent, they could never pay all, all of them at the same time. So I remember taking that before the county commissioners. And at that time, the, the judge was, um, was it an Escobar? Escobar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she seemed very interested and, and receptive. And so did everybody else. But there was another county commissioner, Haggerty, that immediately shot me down, and I couldn't. Um, and, and that was it. They didn't. They didn't do anything about it. But I was asking them if they would please consider helping, at least capping the property taxes for persons with disabilities, not just elderly. I mean, actually, I'm now qualified to not pay higher property taxes at 65, but. Um, I was asking for them to consider doing that for persons that have disabilities also because they're on Social Security and a very limited income, and they have to choose between those things, but they can't have all of them at the same time. And well, my, about point, that, you though, know, so, my point, my point, George, there, though, is, you know, if you stop and think, what percentage of the population owns homes and what percentage of the population rents? Because, you know, so who's paying, you know, who's paying uh, for for the, for the city, you know, to 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 up our taxes and all that, because the the percentage uh, that you see there, most of the the elderly or most of us that are you know in our fifties and sixties and whatever, we own our homes, or we're buying our homes. Yep. Uh, the younger generation they can't afford to buy a home now. No, nope. you know, so so <laughs> who's gonna be who's gonna carry the load? And the thing is about that too, Mister Bautista, with a, a young couple, you know, they have. You know, when you're, when you're older, you know, most of the time the, the kids are out of the house and, you know, this and that. But when you're young, you, you know, you have, you're buying your furniture, you're getting your cars, you, you know, you buy, you're starting a life with someone, right? And, you yep. know, the kids, you know, you have kids and whatnot. So, you know, so to let's, me. Oh, let's see if that's Jerry. Let's see if that's Jerry. Is Jerry, that's you, Mr. Jerry. Oh, somebody's trying to join in the. Is it Jerry Carnes? No, I guess not. Somebody have a question. Does Some, I have a question. You have a question or comment, caller? No. All right. I guess. I, I, yeah. Gosh, I don't understand. All I did was turn on my computer. I didn't do anything else. It, did you all? Did it sound like somebody else was coming on? Yes. I just turned it on. I didn't do anything. No. 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 no if I think somebody. I it think, couldn't have been me, me right? No, we're trying to. We're, we're, we're doing, folks. We're waiting for Mr. Jerry Carnes. Hopefully, he can come on. If not, okay. we'll, 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 we'll continue on. No big deal. We're talking about taxes right now. Yeah, Mr. Bautista. Well, you know, like well, the the residents from California, they I don't the 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 younger generation, they can't even buy a house. The, well, the, the, the houses in California have skyrocketed. They're moving so to Austin. Yeah, they're moving to El Paso. They're moving to Austin. Because I had a cousin that did that. He moved from San Francisco to Austin because he wanted to buy a house. You know what? I was, I was hearing a, a podcast yesterday. This man, he had a friend that lived. He moved. He flew to 
to San Francisco, and he uh, he had a it was like a night reservation, and he you know he got bumped from this hotel and whatnot. So his friend of his said, "Hey, can you go stay with me?" So he went to the house. It's like a two bedroom house, one restroom. I mean, it was nice. He said, but it was small. You know how much house was valued at? How much do you think the house was valued at? About uh, probably uh, around two hundred thousand. Nope, one point six million dollars. Uh, and he's like, what? Yeah, and he says, and the guy told him, the homeowner says, you know what? I'm gonna have to move out. He's like, why? I can't afford the house. I can't. It's just too. And and yeah. and when I was at the post office, wow. this man he used to live in San Jose, and he he bought a, he had a home there valued over three hundred thousand. And he said, George, I came to yeah. El Paso, I bought a house twice as big and half the price. So yeah. I mean, and it, yeah, and I it, well, that's it. what my that's what my nephew did. He he works for the post office, and he said he had a an apart a one 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 bedroom apartment with five kids, and he said, and I. Uh, he was paying a thousand dollars a month rent, and he came to El Paso and rented a house, <laughs> a big house. How, how's the so, housing so situation in, in Houston, Mr. Bautista, with your with your son? Is it is it expensive over there? Did you know? Oh yeah, my my son, of course, uh, right. he's a pilot, my so son's he can doing afford the same. it. Yeah, and my he, son's uh, paying a, about a, a nine hundred and something for a one yeah. bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, New York? It's not even safe where they live, you know, those, uh, the areas where they live. And, think, New, you know, and New York yeah. is worse. New York, yeah. is a, it's, it's New, York, New York is twice as worse in, in, in Los Angeles, yeah. I guarantee it. There, a guy was telling you me that... Rent-wise? Rent oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rent-wise? Oh, yeah. There was a guy that he wow. said, he goes, George, I was living in a, in a studio apartment. I mean, literally, he said it was a studio apartment. I couldn't have a roommate because it was that small. And he was paying over $6,000 a month in rent. Six thousand. Yeah. I'm like, wow. He goes, yeah. So that's why a lot of people live out in the suburbs over there. In, in live in your car for that kind of money. You're gonna buy you on a youth, wow. uh, uh, not, uh, RV. Um, <laughs> anyway, Joe, a van or change, something. Let me change the subject a little bit here so that uh, so, well, well, um, Jerry shows up. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about okay, the the virus. We know it's it's a it's it's just killing people. 140 thousand. Uh, in the U.S., we're the highest uh, in, in in the world. You know, we're the highest. Uh, but what really is upsetting to me is um, that now, all of a sudden, now some of the Republicans are wearing masks. You know, uh, they weren't Somebody wearing masks before. Was that Jerry? No, it's was it? No. So go ahead, Mr. Potter. No, but, but sorry, but now, now the Republicans and and today I don't know if you saw uh, they asked uh, Trump uh, about masks and he says, well, no, you know I think everybody has a right to do whatever they want to do or whatever, you know. Um, and then he says, but at the same time, on, when he says that, he says, but I I like masks, you know. And so you know he's so contradictory, so uh, out of touch, and even with himself, that what what worries me is that too many people are following. And saying, you know, if he doesn't wear a mask, that means that we're safe, you know, and they're not. And the, and that's the bad thing is it's, it's his own voters, his own, you know, his his uh, followers that are, are going to start killing off, you know. Is that Jerry? Well, when I, I don't know, I heard somebody come on, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's, surveys are sent and there's a lot of Republicans that do send it back saying you should wear a mask. You know, yeah. so it, it, well, did you it, see that it, the governor, just... the governor of Georgia, is actually suing the mayor of Atlanta because the governor said that yeah. he, he will not, he will not allow 
counties or cities to mandate uh, to face, mask. but yet the Atlanta. Uh, by the way, the Miss uh, Button. I think her name is Button. Button. She's the mayor of of uh, Atlanta. She actually was uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID, and she said, "You know what? I'm going to put I saw that you know face mask mandatory." And, yeah. and he sued. But, the governor is suing the mayor of yeah. Atlanta. But the Republicans, uh, George, there are. Um, they are now saying, you know, we're, well, yeah, we should wear masks and all that. They're only doing that because guess what? November is coming around and they're going to be uh, removed. And that's, that, they don't care well, about I, people. I, I disagree, Mr. Bautista. I disagree with that. Republicans are doing it because they know that it's safe for them to, to wear them. I, there's now, a few that don't wear them, but there's a, yeah, but... If they're doing it, it's because they know it's not safe not to wear them. But, Ms. It's, but, it's, well, it's, but I mean, you're kind of generalizing there when no, it comes no, I'm, no, no, to no, that I'm remark. Because you see, if you go check the when the Congress, uh, the the Senate, go look at the Senate and see what they were doing. See if they were wearing masks. None of them were ma- were wearing masks, and they were they were just following around their their daddy uh, Trump. No, but None not, of them were not only that. Masks. Think about this, folks. Let's, let's put this into context, okay? And those who are listening, look, it, this is not a political thing. This is a health issue thing. Our own governor, yeah. our own governor, I don't know if he's Republican yes. or Democrat. Our own governor said, I will not mandate. This is early on, remember? He said, yeah. uh, El Paso, I think Houston, San Antonio, Austin asked, can we mandate a face cover? He said, no, we will not do it. Now that the numbers are going up, they're like, uh-oh. Look at the governor from, from Florida. What I'm yeah. saying is, some, some, this, this is not a political issue. It should never. Ne- I saw something. It should else. never yeah. be. It should be. No. A, 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 yeah, it should be a health issue. I, I saw something on Facebook today issue. or this morning that really oh got my water boiled. Someone put something about oh a constitution, constitutional right. I'm like, I, I was gonna comment back. No, better not because people would jump on me. But the thing is, since when it's, it's like this, folks. And I'm sorry to use this example. When we were young. Most mostly men. You're single. You're like going. You know, you're single. You mingle. Whatever they call it. Would you go out there and have mm-hmm. and have sex without a condom? No. Why? Because I want to catch a disease. Hello. Why don't you wear a mask? The yeah. same thing. And this this yeah. and this yeah. disease can actually be well. It's, it, the the death rate is four percent. But still, you never want to put yourself. Not only that, I heard folks this morning. I was here in NPR. Even those who have recovered. Are having long-term health issues, either yep. um, uh, oxygen capacity. Uh, they're having fungus in their toes. They're having inflammation in their lungs. And, and smell and smell and smell. Yeah, taste of uh, taste issues, smell issues. Um, yeah, you're right. So that seems so people. And, 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 let me just inter- interrupt for just a second. Did, did I just hear somebody uh, trying to get in? Is that Jerry? George. Jerry. I heard it several times. I think yeah, he, well, you know what? I think I got a message. Yeah, hold on. Let me okay. check my phone. I think he's having. What if he calls in? Well, George, if he calls in, tell him to just call the phone. The phone number. If he's not able to get in by internet, tell him to call the three zero eight one nine zero zero on his cell phone, and he'll get in that way. Okay. All right. Give me a favor, uh, Zulima and Mr. Batis. Go ahead and talk a little bit. So I'm going to go and message him. See you. Yeah. Call in. Well, and, and okay. uh, Well, and anyway, I, I I wanted to leave that to to rest because I think. Uh, I think the news yes. has has covered it enough for us, but I I do think that well, I'm concerned. Well, my son, Mr. Bautista, my son uh, were, was working at one of the 
at one of the grocery stores in Austin, Texas, um, oh. you know, just trying to make ends meet. He had two jobs, and and he said that you know he really thought that the people that would he wasn't allowed to let anybody in without a mask, and no. the people that came back at him and 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 started cussing him out and and got upset with him because they did not want to wear a mask. You know, they're not taking into consideration the people that that have to work, these essential workers that are there because they have to work, you know, and and so they may not even know that they're asymptomatic and and and, and they're going to contaminate other people. Mr. So, Mr. Lima, let me interrupt so, you. Yeah, real fast. I mean, is is yeah. Jerry online? That's why um now he is. Uh, I'm sorry. No. Go ahead, Miss. He's having issues, you, folks. Uh, I do apologize. He is having issues. That, that's when, um, when, when, uh, the, if if the governor would mandate it, then then it would be a different story. But see, that's what people say: is, it's not mandated. It's it's you that's mandating it, but it's not mandated now. Now the stores are are starting to say, Sam's and Walmart, you don't have a mask, you don't come in. Yep. Period. Yeah, and that's good. That's good that they're doing that because if the governor's yeah, not willing it, to do it, you know, somebody's got to do it. And from what I under, from what I understand, they're leaving it up to the local local health officials. In other, and I guess they're saying he's saying that because if it's a local health official, the, that health official knows what his what its things are like regarding COVID in his city. And if they're really bad, if they're really really out of control, and if the numbers are really high, then he's going to then he's going to insist on the mask mandate. So I guess yeah, that's why that, he's saying he's leaving it yeah. up to them. Because the there were quite a few not, cities that didn't need it. Yeah. Then the governor, you know what see, I mean? The, over the, 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 the governor is using them as scapegoats, so he doesn't have to take the blame for, for the high numbers of... of, uh, yeah, of but, 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 I don't see we, it as using it as scapegoat. I see it as if I oversee a whole state... I'm not sure which ones really needed and which ones don't because what what we found out at first was that there were some cities that weren't even that weren't even hit with COVID. So why why impose the same mandate on everybody? But but, but so hold on, let me let me say I, something. Hold on, let me tell you something, folks. No matter Monday, no matter at the end of the day what what the, the, the discussion is, we have to put this in context, folks. Look, mandate or no mandate, face mask or no face mask. People are dying. Were they, now, if you saw in the article yesterday and this morning, they're bringing in a portable mobile or a mobile morgue because we're losing, we're, we don't have space. So common sense is going to tell you. I don't care if you're a politic, a Democrat, a Republican, a whatever. You as an adult have to be responsible and, you know, constitutional right or not, be responsible, wear the face mask because people are dying. Now, granted, you know, they, they say a, a, a medical, underlying medical issue, but still, people are dying. We had to bring in Houston. I think San Antonio has, has to bring in five vehicles for, to, to hold the bodies. Houston, Austin, I don't know about Dallas, El Paso, but this is what I'm saying, folks. Does it really matter if there's a mandate? Does it really matter? No, the, 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 thing, the thing is, George, the, the leaders are supposed to act like leaders. And if they're not acting like leaders, we need to remove no, I hear you. them. No, I hear that's you. what Abel said. And no, that's what we're going to do. And that's the thing that we, in the long run. Like, like, for example, the governors. And this was really uh, shameful, folks. That's really sad. 2020, with all the scientific evidence we have, these politicians are being scientists. And they're saying, well, you don't have to wear a mask. Or I'm not mandating. Common sense is going to tell you wear a mask. 
And so the thing is, let me ask you this question. Those who are listening, and you, Mr. Bautista, and Ms. And, uh, Ms. Zuluma, Zuluma, let me ask you a question. Yes, if I was to tell yes, you that, that the room next over, the room next door, or the person in the room next door has COVID, can you go in there and give them a sandwich? Are you going to wear a mask? Yes, let me ask you this. Are you going to wear a mask? I'm not going to give them a sandwich. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Oh, you're saying if, if my neighbor wants a sandwich and he's been diagnosed with COVID, would I give him a sandwich? Well, you, would yeah. you go in there without a mask? With, without a mask? Yeah. Without yeah. a mask. Would you go well, in there? I Knowing... would give him a sandwich, and I would wear a mask, but I would eat a sandwich. I would I, w- I would call him and tell him, don't come out. I'm going to leave you a sandwich, and I'm going to leave it at your front door or, or six feet away from your front door or something. I'm going to leave it there, and then... Well, what, what, what I'm trying to say is, can come out and get it. What I'm trying to say is, yeah. what I'm trying to say is hypothetically, we don't know who has it or who doesn't have it in public. So we're yeah, we mask. don't. We, we we have to assume everybody has it just to be on the safe side. Yep. Oh, matter of fact, yeah. right. and you know, I, I have my my neighbors and and my neighbors. Uh, uh, as one of the neighbors, he you know he'll he, sometimes he'll he'll come over to the house to talk to my son, and 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 I make sure that he's six feet away from me, and I also make sure that he's wearing a mask. If he's not wearing a mask, I, I don't hesitate to tell him, you know, put on your mask or, you know, you can't come over. Well, It's not that I'm being vicious or mean or whatever, no, no, no. but I'm going to protect myself and my family. Yeah. I, I, matter of fact, uh, Thursday, this past, and, this past Thursday, Mr. Baltista, I, I told you already, but for those who are the listeners, this past Thursday, we found out that my brother-in-law has it, the, the virus. He was yeah. a, he's a truck driver. He got sick in in Kentucky, but he's doing better. I, I texted him the other night. He said last week he was really bad. And mind you, he has medical, underlying medical conditions. So we're, we, we were worried, but thank God he's doing a lot better. Somebody just trying to join, is that Jerry? I do apologize because he is having issues. Um, I do apologize for that. Um, but the thing is, folks, you know, just common sense. I don't care what it is. I mean, don't use this constitutional or, you know, this and that. Just wear the mask. The mask. It's simple. Let's, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know how much time we're going to have, George, but let's, uh, while Hello? you're waiting for, for Jerry. Is that Jerry? That's me. Sorry, guys. Those oh. some technical difficulties. Mr. Jerry Carnes. Welcome, Jerry. Welcome. Are you, Thank you. Thank you for did, having I, me. Did you join us by phone, Jerry, or by computer? I had to join you by phone. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, that's what I did. So, Mr. Jerry, everyone that's listening, you're listening to No Vision Internet Radio. Right now, we are talking to Mr. Jerry Carnes. He is a comedian, a very funny guy. I, I hear him. He's uh, he has he is on Facebook, and I want to talk to him about different things that are going on right now regarding the COVID and how how a comedian can actually make money, or if they can, and then talk about his endeavors. He's a, he's a, has some great news. I want him to share about the BMG. Uh, uh, um, the BMG. What's the BMG? I heard. I, what is that, Mr. Carnes? You remember uh, BMG Music? Oh the yes. That yes, would yes, mail yes. out all the free CDs for like a penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and none of us ever paid for those CDs. We just took what, <laughs> yeah. what, what they gave us for a penny. Well, yeah. BMG is the same company. Um, they've been around for years. Uh, I don't see them going anywhere. In fact. They're under Sony's umbrella. So now that they've been working with um, Viva Live TV, it's an app that's been mostly available on the East Coast. And um, they've they've started all these channels, and comedy is one of them, and I got to be a part of it. 
All right. So what channel is that on? The, the... Really? Yes, on the Viva Live app, it's channel 217. Now, yeah, is, is there a particular time, and is there like a time for that, or is it, are you on all the time on that channel? Actually, it rotates all day, but you can watch us on demand. Oh. Uh, my, is my this own... radio? No, no, this is, um, this I... is a, a, a TV app on the, available on the phone. Okay. A TV app available on the phone, and it's called. Um, what, 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 was, what did you call it again? Viva Live. Okay, because yeah. I have a son, Jerry. What, how do you spell your last name so I can tell my son I talked to you? Um, how do you spell your last name? N O S. Okay. E S like carne, like carne. Okay, carne. Okay. K A R M E S. Well, let me ask you this, Jerry. That's in Los Angeles. Trying to learn how to be a comedian, Jerry. His name is Mark Jacob, and uh -huh. so I'm gonna let him know that I talked to you, and you said you you joined this TV radio channel, and that's how you started doing the live comedy. No, actually, um, I myself have been doing comedy for 16 years here in El Paso, Texas, and um, okay, and I've been branching what? out to LA and, and other parts. Where did you graduate from? I graduated in 98 from Austin High School. Sir. Oh, the oh, Panthers. Okay. Hey, yes, hey, I'm, Panther. I'm from Central El Paso. Uh, uh, Central El Panther. Central El Paso. I'm a Panther. Okay. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Um, and Jerry, have you been at the comedy, sh comedy shops here in El Paso? Um, I actually just, I had gotten my start there. Um with Bart Reed, and then I just started venturing off and I created my own thing, which was probably the best thing I could have Okay. Been. Jerry, let me ask you a question. Yeah, let me ask Jerry a question. Mr. Jerry, growing up in El Paso, having your name, Jerry Karn, that's a misnomer because that's, you're, you're more Mexican than me. So, I mean, did you have an issue with that growing up? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just who I am, you know. My, both my parents are Mexican. My my biological dad, he's on on the Juarez side, and of course my mom is over here. And then you know, Karns came from my stepdad. You know, he met my mom. Uh, I believe she already she was already like pregnant with me, and they worked together. And my dad just they they decided to to make their connection, and he gave me his last name. Yeah. And growing up in El Paso, it was awesome. Uh, growing up in El Paso with with a Carnes last name, it was a little weird. Like my whole life, I've heard Carnes. <laughs> Everyone's pronounced my name Carnes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It very, here it's not a very common name, but you go to you know Kansas or Oregon, and my God, it's everywhere. You know, it's like it's like Hernandez over there. Oh, know? really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my whole life, you know, I've been. I've been called white trash by people on the internet because of my last name. It's like, hey, I'm more Mexican than you are. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. let, let me ask you this question. Tengo, Jerry. Tengo el, el en la frente. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, Jerry. You know, I remember back in the, when this first thing, the, the, the pandemic first started, you were going on mm -hmm. Facebook Live and it, you had good results, I thought. But then for, for, for some unknown reason, you were getting like ragged on, like negative. Why? Why? Because you. Um, I think people people are mad that, that I think of things first, I think, um, as far as 
comedy and entertainment, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, I was actually in LA. I had 10 days worth of acting work to do um, for some shows that I got hand-selected from by production and big, big mainstream shows, you know? Can you talk about that? Um, my, my management got me some good stuff. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll talk about that. Okay. Um, I only got to do one day, the first day, and that was the day that they pulled the Lakers off of the court and pretty much said we're closing everything down. Then oh. I started getting the news about, you know, our, my next, the next day of filming was going to be shut down. So that was a Thursday. And then when Friday came around, I got the call by my management first thing in the morning saying, um, you know what, they're canceling, they're, they're shutting down all studios, everything. So I, I got in the first first bus back home, you know, when I was dry, when I was getting back home, because LA to El Paso, it's, it's not very close. It's about a 13 hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 15, 15 on a bus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I had Surprise. a lot of time to, I had a lot of time to think. And back, I want to say about six years ago, I was doing a virtual open mic with world famous comedy. They were already in Los Angeles. I was over here in El Paso. And, you know, I'd pay like five bucks a month and the guy would let me do open mics on his, on his, uh, on his shows. So yeah. I started thinking about that. I was like, oh man, I've done open mics talking to my phone or to, you know, with nobody around to laugh. Just, you know, they would put the little comments and everything. And I just thought to myself, I can do that. And I can probably keep comedy going, you know? Mm-hmm. Right now, we, we, it, everything that just happened, people were still in shock. And I just started doing it. Then I invited some guys over to the house. And that was before the social distancing, of course. Um, I, I invited some comedians to my house. And we did it from my garage. Um, and we did like 10, like 10 comics. And, and it was a good, it was fun. We had fun. And then we did it another week like that. And then the third week was when they were like, hey, social distancing, everybody needs to stay away from each other. So I was like, oh man, all right. So then what I started doing was, I was telling comics, hey, have you guys heard of this new app called Zoom? Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing about it. But yeah, we all did. And I started inviting comics, hey, we'll do it via Zoom. I set up my garage. I had a big monitor for them to, you know, where I can just record them from my phone. And I would, of course, I was connected to the laptop and I just had them projected on a monitor next to me on my little makeshift stage in my garage. And we started doing comedy like that for, for about two months. Doing that, I started meeting more comics. Because I started advertising, you know, all over the, the Facebook group that, that I'm in nationally. And I started meeting more comedians and more comedians and working with more. Next thing you know it, um, a producer in New York saw, saw what I was doing and he liked it. He was like, hey, bro, you're funny. And you're funny when you've got to go up and talk to just a camera, just talk to nobody with any laughs or anything like that. I was wondering if you want to, you know, you want to do a show. I was like, hey, yeah, I want to do a show. He goes, there's a possibility that you can make money. 
It's going to be presented all over the East Coast because Viva Live TV, it's really popular uh, in Puerto Rico, Miami, and all the way up to New York. Wow. wow. So I was like, I would love to get that exposure. I did it just for the exposure. Like, let's do it. And, uh, and so they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then as they started digging through more of my Facebook, they saw that, oh, man, you, you've already done com- comedy in Spanish. And I go, yeah, of course. Soy bilingüe, you know? Of course. Able. I mean, soy pocho, soy, soy pocho, pero... <laughs> but people Join are, the uh, meeting. Come on in, Able. Able to join the meeting. And Where is so, this? Um, I'm here. And doing all that, I just... Uh, I got you don't have anything scheduled for today. And they gave me a couple of weeks to film. Uh, I was just supposed to do Spanish. And the day of, the other comedians ended up getting kicked off the show because they were demanding money up front instead of seeing what kind of money they can make, which was how I came in and for the exposure. And next thing you know... Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> you know who that is, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, do you know who that is? What's up, Jerry? Next thing you know it... Um, I'm doing, uh, they tell me we, we want you to do English and Spanish the same night so we can record two 30-minute specials from you. I was like, oh, my God, okay. And right then and there, right then and there, I stepped up to the plate and, and I did it. But I did good because, because I had the previous practice of doing the Facebook live show. Yeah. And it's yeah. true, it's true, George. I've had a lot of uh, negative feedback, a lot of backlash. I can't. But you know what, you know what, bro? Honestly, I, I would me and my wife would listen to it. You make me laugh. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny, man. And, and we, you make when, me laugh. when I saw people making like you know, they're, they're, they're I'm, I'm, I met Jerry George when I uh, right after I got laid off, and I went to try the mic a couple of times over at Coconuts, which is now the uh, boxing capital of El Paso and Central. <laughs> but uh, you know, interesting guy. Uh, we hit it off real good. You know, he did some he did some stuff. He's He's a hustler and a half, and, you know, uh, for him to be as far as he's gotten, you know, the way he's gotten, you know, this is definitely the doing it, like, through the tunnel instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I mean, you're, you're definitely getting a lot of credits, you know, in places that that you would probably wouldn't expect, but it, it's still going to draw you towards the mainstream, and, you know, I, I'm really happy to, to tell everybody that I know you consider your friend and uh, that uh, you, you're probably going to go far, and at least I'll know you, and, just don't be crazy like Freddie Soto, you know, at least live uh, to 60. <laughs> well, I've already, uh, I think I already, I just hit 40, bro. So I think I've already gotten the dangerous comedy years out of my way already. <laughs> Jerry, let me ask you a question, Jerry. Yeah, where, where are you uh, Where are you calling from, uh, if I'm asked? Uh, are you in, you're not in El Paso, right? You're I am in El Paso. Yes. Are you I'm, really? I'm here in my house. I'm here oh. in El Paso. I'm based out of here. Awesome. Hey, this, this guy, this guy, this guy lays tile, man. You need any tile? Work. <laughs> this guy's a construction bomb. Serious, man. He does that stuff. That's how he makes his money when there's no work. And he makes he makes jokes while he's uh, putting the, your tiles, so he's making you laugh at the same time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Jerry, yeah. Jerry, let me ask you the money. Let me ask you a question, Jerry. I saw yeah, on Facebook geez. that you're awesome. Uh, you're it's an executive. It's good to know that you're you're you know you have ties to El Paso, and you. You don't just leave like some other people. Just you know, I'm going I don't to plan on. I honestly, I, I I don't plan on leaving El Paso ever. Um, my whole point is to, like, I mean, we had 
George Jefferson living in El Paso, you know? Yes. Yeah, How many yeah. legends? I don't understand why I can't, you know? My my goal is, is to live here, um, make my community better, give back to my community once, once you know, things start going good. And I want to show all the other El Paso kids that if I can do it, they can do it too. Jerry, let me ask you a question. What were you doing? In, <laughs> yeah. in, in, tell, tell my listener, our listeners, what were you doing in LA? What were you filming? I'm, I'm interested in that. I was actually getting ready. I was doing quite a few things out there. Um, I was already going to start. I had already been doing some background, uh, you know, extras. Some what? Uh, Jerry, I, I didn't hear what that. Oh, background, background work okay. as, uh -huh, as a comedian, no, not as a comedian, as an actor. I was doing background work, and then they saw that I could take direction pretty easy because I've been in films here in El Paso before, so I, I have the experience. And that, and I just, when I have to work, I do what I'm told, you know? Yeah. And when, when they saw my work ethic and they saw that I could take direction, they started handpicking me for closer extra roles, you know, like um, in one of them, I can't tell you guys, <laughs> but in good trouble in that one, I'm a, I'm a mover and I'm a, I'm real close to the actors. You know what I mean? Uh, there's mm -hmm. a new one coming out with John Stamos. Uh, they put me right there close to him where he's jogging along a path and I could smell his hair. It smells like, it smells like Greek yogurt. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, wow. I was on set with Uncle Jesse and, and some, you know, there's other stuff, you know. Um, and now when I went back to L.A., I was actually going to do my first speaking role. Really? But then the Rona hit. Well, are you going to still have an opportunity for that or no? You don't know yet. Yeah, actually I do. They're just waiting for production to open up again because, I mean, all these, all these uh, projects, they're already paid for. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah. now this is all just money sitting in escrow. So what they're doing is waiting for things to clear up for, especially in Hollywood, you know, with, with the governor out there shutting it down quite like all the time. So as soon as they give the go ahead to the studios to open, we're back in business. Um, I might Which have to wait. Which studios are they? I'm sorry? Jerry, I'm sorry. I was asking, which studios are they? So I can tell my son to go watch you. Um, well, we've been working, uh, some of them have been in Santa, Santa Clarita Studios. Uh, a lot of the work what, what, has, has been on Warner Brothers Studios. In fact, that's where, when I go back, that's where most of the work is waiting for me at Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, Jerry, for, for, for those who are listeners or listening, I want people to understand that this, 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 this I mean, he's an El Paso and he's busted his butt for 16 years. He's, does what you know, he you know he does he what he has to do, it. and he's made it, and that's not like a you know I hate to use the word that inspiration, but you're you know you know what you're an example. What people if you bust their butt, they could do, uh, Jerry. And I do appreciate you know you coming on and telling us about this because I want people to understand that you know what, no matter what your dream is, do it. If you feel you want to oh, do this or do that, I definitely. Mean, how, how did you get Just involved? Like we were saying earlier, right, George, about campaigning and running for office. Yeah, if, like, like you, Jerry, I mean, what, was it like a singular thing that made you say, you know what, I want to be a comedian, Charlie, I want to do this. It was my wife, it was my wife who got me into this, it was her, all her fault. <laughs> She's the and one, we actually, we went to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we had gone to Austin for a weekend on 6th Street, and, you know, you know what happens on 6th Street, you 
you leave it on Sixth Street because you forget most of it. <laughs> you know, Sixth Street yeah. hits hard. And uh, I went to Sixth Street to show them what, a, what an El Pasoan can do, you know, let's liver box. So we went out there, we had a good time. Uh, we went to, uh, to a little comedy club that was that's there on Sixth Street. And I really don't remember too much of what happened, but it was after that that my wife was telling me that I should try comedy. I've been funny since I was a kid. You know, my aunt uh, used to tell me that one day she's going to see me at the comic strip. She never, <laughs> she never got to see me at the comic strip because when I started, she never went. Um, yeah. But uh, once I started doing my own thing, El Paso Underground Comedy, that's, that's how I really started getting a lot of practice, you know, to, like at the comedy club, you know, the smaller ones, they don't have too many open mics. They don't have, it's always just a featured show. Let's make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I was able to do is I was able to build El Paso Underground Comedy. Um, I used that as my vehicle to get into the bars. And, you know, I started getting paid for doing what I love, you know, and, and practicing. I learned what not to do, what to do, who not to piss off how to piss certain people off. <laughs> um, I've, I, I, was, I was there at Coconuts, as a matter of fact, for, for almost eight years. Oh, really? No, I was there for eight years. Wow. And that, was, that became known as comics with Pastoral El Paso. It was on Tuesday nights. Comics that, that passed by, they were like, man, this is the toughest room in Texas, bro. Really? Hands down. It's the people here are crazy. I've had beers thrown at me. Wow, uh, uh, we've had wow. we've had we've had so many comedians threatened, <laughs> but it taught people what to do, what and what not to do. You know, a lot of comics they get on stage thinking they can do and say whatever they want. Wait, 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 let me ask you that, Jerry. Jerry, let me ask you that. I'm glad you brought that up. By the way, is this twelve twelve? You're listening to No Vision Internet Radio, Mister uh, Jerry. Are you okay with running up more time, or you have to do something? Oh, I'm fine, bro. I made it late, bro. I'm sorry. I owe you. No, that's all right. <laughs> let me ask you this question, and you, you, I'm glad you brought that up. Nowadays, everything's so hypersensitive. You know what to say and what not to say, and what to do and what not to do when it comes to anything, really. So I yeah, mean, the cancel culture. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, what do you, like, for you in your context, when you bring, deliver that, I mean, how do, does that affect you, or what do you do as it, a comedian? It really doesn't affect me, because for a long time, I tried to make it a point, and I always made it a point with the comics that I worked with. You don't want to be offensive, all right? My whole um, view on comedy is we can say the truth without being offensive. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I always wanted to be the comic that would help people get away from what's going on. Um, because we've got social media. Everybody is, uh, is an analyst. Everybody's a, you know, a, a keyboard activist. Everybody thinks they know something. And, I mean, we all know something. We don't know it all. But there's people who think they do. So all these people are, are throwing all their personal propaganda at us every day. And I want to be that comic that helps you forget about that. I want to be that comic that gives you that escape. For the, If I'm going to be on stage for an hour and a half, I'm going to make you enjoy that hour and a half, you know? 
even though so, I Jerry, was too- so how do you determine okay let's say you're gonna okay today's i'm gonna my jokes are gonna be about about the mexican americans or the mexicans or the even do you even do anything on blind people i mean you know because I mean, people are, are afraid to do say anything about blind people you know making jokes about blind people because they think we're going to get offended and we don't we, we laugh at ourselves you know I, so I, how, I, how do you I do have, with that i i've made blind jokes because i've worked with comics that are blind <laughs> okay okay, <laughs> you know? okay um i've i think i've pretty much hit every single topic there is to hit in my 16 years and i i can easily say i've got like five hours of of, of solid material Jerry, um, just just so you know, and and the listeners know, the reason why Mr. Bautista asked that question is me and Mr. Bautista are blind, and uh, uh-huh. some people are kind of scared even when they talk to us. But let me, let me, let me ask you this question, Mr. Jerry: Have you seen uh, Stevie Wonder's house? I I have not seen Stevie Wonder's house. He's never invited me. Well, don't worry, he has, he hasn't either. It was funny, George. Good job. Yeah, people tell you know what? It's, um, um, the cancel culture. Jerry, you've been, your comments have been, have, are full of wisdom. Well, you know, I like what you said. Been, I like what you've been saying. It's that, been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of growing in comedy. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, I've made mistakes in the past. I've caught backlash for things I've said and done before and and I've learned from it and like I said it's 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 good to be empathetic with your crowd because like I said if they're hearing the same old crap that's being thrown at them every day why even go to a comedy show you can just stay home and and get on your phone and have all that all that fed to you you know what I mean I want to make people forget like I said even though I've been Pretty much, I've been doing comedy, free comedy shows here in El Paso because, you know, I'll charge the bar a little something. And El Paso, I feel it it needs it. It needs more comedy. How much? How much? Can, how much can the comedian make? Honestly, if you know. It depends, brother. Um, I've made I've made quite a bit, a few bucks here and there, and I've made almost no bucks, two no bucks here okay. and there. So it just varies on on who's got a budget and who wants you within that budget pretty much. Right. Now that I'm getting more recognition, of course, the the pay has gone up, thank God. But what, let me um, ask you something, Jerry. Let me ask you, earlier, I think last week or the week before I saw you on Facebook, you put something about being a CEO or something? Actually, no. Um, well, BMG, uh, BMG is starting an all-Spanish comedy channel. And I've just gotten along with them so well, you know, everything that they've asked of me, I, I deliver it. You know, they, they ask me, hey, can, we want a commercial. Can you make us a little commercial? Of course I can. Boom, giving it to them. Do you know any other comics? Of course I do. I vouch for them. Boom, here you go. And the, the, the English comedy channel is already building up pretty strong. Whereas um, since the Spanish comedy channel is barely being built, they actually asked me to be the executive, cha- the channel executive director. Oh, wow. So now I'm in charge of bringing in more uh, uh, Spanish talent so I can help them build that comedy channel and then start getting like 
sketch comedy going. And I mean, there's a whole beautiful agenda that they have. And, and when they asked me to help them do it, I was, I was honored, you know, I, I was like, hell yeah. yeah, I'll do it. You know, then they showed me what I can make. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, but Jerry, yeah, so, the, for the listeners, so, how can they get a hold? I mean, if they want to see your content, your comedy, where can they see you? Well, my the special is on the Viva Live TV app. It's all put together, and it's called um, the it's, it's channel two seventeen on BMG Comedy. And they've got, like I said, there's there's all the comedians that I've helped bring in running through there, or you can go to the on demand and actually pick us out. Right now, my my, you know, I'm I'm happy to say that I'm getting a lot of views. And when you go to the on demand comedy, my my picture is at the very top in the corner. So I'm first. Right cool. Now. <laughs> All right, man. Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. Man. That's you, awesome. No, so the people have been the people have been pretty good. You know, it, I I couldn't do it without them. They're the ones marketing us. Sure. And I'm actually getting ready to do a, a pay per view show with them also here pretty soon because of all that have you have you um have you like come across like uh like let's say a george lopez or you know one of those comedians the, the legends have you come across them i have really george lopez is well with me at least he wasn't too nice i heard i heard but a lot of people tell me that so unfortunately i like i have i've heard like three or four people say that that he's yeah, not. I mean, is but, it because fame has gotten to him oh man and, he was like that before he was famous. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. He's, he's, he's George. <laughs> oh, my name is George, too. What's up, dude? Okay. Like... <laughs> well, he's a different George. You're a nicer George. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about on Facebook? Can someone reach out to you on Facebook? Um, Jerry Carnes, or, or I'm sorry, just look for me, Jerry Carnes, K-A-R-N-E-S, or uh, straight to facebook.com slash malcriado comedy. The K is, there's a K in Malcriado. Malcriado. Yeah. I wonder why. M-A-L-K-R-E-A-D-O. Do you do private shows? Oh, yeah, I do private shows. I just try to make sure it's uh, it's not for cartels or anything like that. No, and you don't ask for dollars, <laughs> yeah. right? You don't ask for dollars, yeah, I right? Make sure, I make sure there's like a business ID. And if it is for cartels, at least, you know, Make the you know launder the money so nothing comes back to me being a part. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, you, but yeah. but you you don't dance for dollars, right? I do dance for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Jerry. You think, you, think, you, think, you think dollars just come flying out of the sky? No, they want you to dance. Oh, no. <laughs> well, where were this? Well, you're, you're yes, I think uh, that we've uh, uh, you know taken a, a good amount of your time and. You've done a great job of, of educating us. We sure would like Mike to have Palomar. you back, we, like Join the meeting. Okay. We have a Mike. Mike. We have a caller, Mike Palomar. Do you have a question for Mister uh, Mister Jerry Carnes? Yeah, I've been listening to him all all uh, all day oh, since huh? he got here. Uh, just hi, Mickey. Nah, how are you guys doing? Um, we're we're doing my, my mine is. Mine, mine is more of a comment. Um, thank you for representing, uh, of course, Latinos and Mexicanos. And uh, you sound like a very passionate man. Uh, I love your energy. 
I am, brother. I am. Thank you, bro. I, I, I want to represent El Paso the best I can everywhere I go, brother. It's been a good home to me. It's, it's been in my corner. I have it tattooed on my right hand. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's home. It's my home. My family is here. And I just, like I said, I don't see any reason to leave it. And I just want to make, you know, make my town proud. Now, when you go to that, that scene in the BMG, do you have to go to New York or is it going to be here in El Paso? No, sir. Right now, all my work is, is being done from home. I'm lucky, from home. I'm lucky that, that we have technology and, you know, we haven't gotten hit by any EMPs from our enemy nations yet. <laughs> and we can communicate through the technology. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on and, and you know, yeah. I, I really wish you a lot of luck, man. I really do because... You're going to be a good example for us to point to. Say, hey, he's the... and we'd like to have you back sometime uh, soon uh, because I think we we still have a lot of questions and a lot of uh, things to to you know to hear from you. Uh, definitely, and... definitely, man. Yeah, I wanna. I want you guys to be as proud of me as everyone is of of okay. Jones, you know. <laughs> and, and, and like and, they say, and Jerry, once, thank once you for Chico, staying humble and wise. Oh no. It's, it's been a it's been a very humbling experience that I've been through, you know. I don't think I could ever see myself, yeah. you know, with a big swollen head. Um, I, I yeah. work hard. That's good. Like they say, I, I, I do. Like Abel said, I, I still do work in tile. So I, I'm literally on my hands and knees all day, you know. Well, Jerry, before and we before awesome. before you leave, get more humbling than that, <laughs> Jerry. Be, before you leave, thank give, you. Get, can you give us a freebie, a free uh, a joke, one of your best jokes? Oh, one of my <laughs> best jokes. Sure. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. And this is this is one that I like to open up with everywhere. Is Spanish or or English? Oh, it's in English. It's in English. All right. Oh, okay. Um, so so you know you know, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for for being here with me. Um, I uh, you know this was fun, and I've got also some more good news that I'd like to tell you guys. I just found out this morning that for the third time in my life. I'm about to be a dad again. Okay, well. People clap, people clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's, um, he's 12 years old. The attorney general just found me. Orale. Orale. Jerry. Pay your bills, buddy. Jerry, you know, you know why that's funny? Why? <laughs> you know where I work at, right? You know he works? That, that, that means George just found you. <laughs> I, work, I work for the yeah, Attorney General, you. child support. <laughs> nice, nice. I got you. I got well, you there, George. That's a well, good joke, brother. Can you, can, you, can you cancel mine or just, you know, like just say they're already 18 already? <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 No, Thank you so much, everybody else. Appreciate you guys. You too, nice brother. You, you have a good day, man. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Well, folks, you. you either Bye, been able boy. <laughs> you, you've been listening to Jerry, Jerry Carnes. Uh, we listen to No Vision Internet Radio, folks. Uh, I do appreciate everyone that's calling in and listening. Uh, we're going to have Yvonne Rosales this next Saturday. She's a new elected. Uh, district attorney this coming wednesday june the 22nd at 6 p.m this is a special edition me and mr bautista we're going to have mr paul garcia and eddie mena from they're both sisd trustees 
And we're going to talk about the plans, what's going to happen next semester, which is next month, really. What they're going to do, the implementation of policies regarding the virus. Um, unfortunately, that's the new norm for now. Schools are going to be uh, impacted. Some are starting September the 8th. Some are starting virtual learning on August the 17th. So, uh, Mr., we're going to close out with some music. Some uh, Mr. Bautista's uh, put me to this music. And while we're doing that, I just, uh, again, want to remind you that you were listening to the Novision uh, Internet Radio sh Show. Uh -huh. And uh, your host was George Zavala and guest host. Is there you go. There's some music. And... The music is playing and it's a dance to it, folks. I want you to dance to it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, good day and I'm a lot cold.